Elder Scrolls Podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 24 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always, Bob Chichinsky. Here with my good, good friend, Dog Bark 24. How you doing this week, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Yeah, doing good, man. So uh, <laughs> this week we are going to be going into part four of our dungeon guides. It has once again been a while since we did one, so we're going to cross some more off the list. Work towards those DLC dungeons. So this week we have for you all the intel and things that you will need to know about Dire Frostkeep, Tempest Island, and Volumfell. Three awesome dungeons. Base game. They have normal and vet versions. Yes. Did you know that uh, we our episodes for Dungeon Guys has been episode 4, 8, 16, and now 24? <laughs> <laughs> They are, I guess, uh, something about multiples of four. Yeah. I don't so know. Is it could be 28 or 32 next. That's true. I think that uh, the big gap was, yeah, it was like 8 to 16 and then 16 to 24. So that was like almost every two months. Maybe we should get it a little more frequent. But Greymore came out so many cool things. So speaking of cool things, we have the news this week and yeah pretty freaking exciting stuff guys we have mid-year mayhem pvp let me hear the pvp community like come on this is freaking awesome what it's all about Uh, i'm very uh personally just you know sad that they announced it like Oh, within the week it starts because I like to take time off and just really, um, you know, just throw my life at mid-year mayhem and PvP. But uh, you can definitely be sure that I'm pushing for Amp. At least I'm pushing for leaderboards. We're going to see how it goes. I know my Mad Crow deserves that Emperor title. It got robbed of last year. And even if I don't get Amp, we are going to score insane amounts of ap right dog of course it's gonna be crazy so make sure that you follow our twitters all week and watch for that because we are going to just be throwing numbers up there like crazy dog is already one star so he's gonna be moving up he's gonna be going to be a three star three star and i'm going for just my first star i need to get up there so I'm playing on that Necro, so I, I have a bit of an excuse. It's only been alive for like a year. But yeah, so we are freaking so excited. So we're going to talk about a little little bit more about that when we talk about Cyrodiil. So I will try not to get too carried away, even though I really probably just said everything we have to say about it. Um, but we also have a couple more things going on this week. Uh, my dog, I know this patch is near and dear to your heart. We're getting tomorrow. Yes. So finally, with the patch of patchiness for consoles of consoliness, uh, <laughs> we're going to get the uh, final incremental patch for, uh, well, not the final, but we're going to get the next uh, incremental patch, which will have a lot of bug fixes. 
and I'll finally be able to go up to one of the fences and sell all my stolen items and gain like over 100 inventory spaces. Probably close to like 120. Yeah, so this week, if you're listening to it when it comes out live, the fix has happened. You, If you are listening and you're like, man, like dogged, the other day hit me up. I don't even want to play you so right now. I can't even do anything with my inventory. If you had no choice but to just wait until the fix is in, I am so glad to tell you. Come on back. The fix is in. And as well this week, last week of June, mid-year mayhem, big fixes. We also have our end of the month crown crate giveaway, as always, on the Red Diamond Courier. Four crown crates up for grabs. The brand new ones just came out nightfall. Crown crates, if you haven't checked them out, this is your chance to get some. So all you got to do, go to Twitter and then go follow us and like this awesome tweet that we're going to have just chilling right there for you. And you're going to be entered in our giveaway and you will have your very own chance at getting, um, you know, the cool cinch we were talking about last week or some, you know, vampire, I don't know, zombie skin. I, they have all kinds of cool, creepy stuff. So go enter in that. Uh, that is our way of thanking you guys for all the support you give to us. And yeah, pretty exciting. I love doing the giveaways. It's uh, that's that's awesome for us. Yeah, giveaways are always fun to do and participate in. So. We got our giveaway. It's going to be awesome. We got mid-year patches. A little bit of news for you guys. Now, let's move past it. Let's move into the beautiful, beautiful current state of Cyrodiil. And I would love to see all kinds of celebrations and parties all throughout Cyrodiil while we take each other out. It is going to be freaking awesome. I love Mid-Year Mayhem. Everyone gets so into it. Even all the people who hate PvP get forced into it for event tickets. Love it. Come play with us. There are guilds. We are having fun out there. Don't be afraid to just get up in Cyrodiil. Go in your text chat. LFG. Um, you know, if you find toxic people, believe me, it happens. It's PvP. Just move past them. Um, it's kind of similar to like, you know, I guess I, I the first thing I think of is like playing like matchmaking in Halo, right? Like not everyone you're going to play with is a cool dude. Like some of them are annoying tryhards. But PvP is so oh, freaking awesome. And this is our week. And I encourage you guys to go have some freaking fun in there. And like I said, if you're not already following the Red Diamond cast, now is not only a perfect time because we have a giveaway going on this week, but you can also go on Twitter and follow us and see all of me and Dog's crazy, crazy AP gains and leaderboard pushes throughout this mid-year mayhem. We will be posting it big and bright for you guys to see out on our Twitter. So make sure you are checking that out come Thursday. All right, so this year for the Mid-Year Mayhem, uh, it has m much more of a Imperial City influence. So you have to do, like, the Imperial City dailies. 
and that'll also give you some tickets along with like you know your Cerdo towns or uh, conquests and all that kind of stuff. So there's two different ways to get tickets. You can get four tickets a day. They have the Legion Zero and the Second Legion motifs that also drops from the bosses in the Imperial City and sewers. So there's definitely much more of an Imperial City influence on this event and hopefully they'll actually add more imperial cities this year because i'm assuming that they're going to be much more crowded as you have to go in there for tickets all right well that's that's good i think that that them trying to get you know some people to experience the imperial city and that content outside of just you know the imperial city event like go in there you know them bringing that in throughout other things is and weaving it you know into other events i think that's pretty cool as far as the normal big boy gray host campaign we got your scores for you guys if you want to know where your faction is standing this is your time and i hope you're not ad <laughs> just kidding a little bit so um for pc the campaigns have reset and we have an ebon heart sweep na and eu way to go guys for your weirdo half month campaign thing i guess it's more june than may ours is so like the whole month it's just like yeah you won june pc is a little bit more complex we'll just say it's june anyways way to go ep you guys swept it so there's 29 days left in this new one. And in NA, we got all Mary Dominion in the lead, 1,255. Ebonheart packed in second, 1,173. And the Daggerfall Covenant bringing up the rear with 1,114. Very close scores, very low scores. Campaign just reset a couple days ago. So. Going into EU, we got Ebonheart Pact, 1226, 1226. Then we got the Daggerfall Covenant in second with 1108. And the Aldmary Dominion in last with 994. So yeah, PC, we got AD leading in NA and EP in EU, but very low scores bound to change uh many lead changes throughout this month let's see a crazy crazy battle in there and go dc so uh what about xbox dog all right so for xbox na dc is in first once again with 56k and then in second you have ep deeply behind by with 37k and ad even more behind with 34k so yeah, DC is wrecking that campaign over there. Now in Xbox EU, first and second's pretty close. Right now, Ebonheart Pact is leading with 47.6k. And DC is in second with 47.3k. And AD is in last with 35.4k. But in the next few hours, if uh, DC keeps it up, they're going to pass up EP. Because EP's potential points is 68 and the Daggerfall Covenant is 192. So, they keep it up, then they'll be able to pass them in like two, three, maybe four hours. So, that sounds pretty good to me. Hopefully, they could get 
get back up there, man, we were leading for a while in that one. The UP really caught up. Yes, yes, they did. Well, anyways, at least we're leading one of them on Xbox still. And let's see how it's going on PS4, where, as always, the one and only Lotus of Doom has sent us the NA scores. We've got his faction, the Ebonheart Pact, leading with 46k, Ob Mary Dominion in second with 40k, and unfortunately, Daggerfall Covenant once again, the caboose, 35k. Come on, guys. I, I don't know if they have time. 15 days, uh, 5k is a lot. Yeah, we're just thinking about it like this way, though. You know, Decker Recovery in Xbox and A is 10k more points than Evan Hart Pact on PS4 and A. <laughs> yeah, we're putting in work. <laughs> so, uh, on the EU side of things for PS4, we've got Daggerfall Covenant in the lead 56k, Evan Hart Pact 42k, and Old Mary Dominion in last with 36k. So, uh, Xbox NA and PS4 EU DC, 56K. They are putting in work. Yep, so when we win, when we win big. <laughs> <laughs> that That's definitely actually a pretty true thing. It has been for Blue for a little bit for, uh, for our side of things. So, yeah. So, uh, why don't you start us off, man? Dire Frost Keep, the cold dungeon. Over in East March. Yeah, I guess you could say this dungeon is pretty cool. <laughs> Man, dude, that's uh, he's not gonna let that one go, guys. See, I know someone is struggling a lot <laughs> with me in their car and right shaking their head. Like I feel you. <laughs> yeah, but you set that up perfectly, like cold, and it's like you know it has to be followed up by a cool. Yeah, you're right, dude. I'm just softball tossing it to you. I need to... (laughs) I gotta be more careful. Yeah. Alright, so this dungeon is located in East March. And then the quest has a bunch of stuff that you need to click on, and it'll listen to... Like, you need to listen to it. And it takes a bit, so if you're doing the quest, you might want to tell them so that you know, like... So that they don't just leave you behind or kick you out of the group because you're doing the quest. For bosses, the only one that's really uh, difficult is Jada of Ice Reach. Like first, she's just untaunable. So, also with Jada, she will teleport to someone and create an AOE afterward that you don't want to be in because if you are, you will die, and that's not cool. All right, and then the other thing is that. When she will target a random player with a beam, and then the player has to break out of that immediately. The longer she holds the player, the more that she will heal. So, yeah, definitely don't want her healing it back up to 100 because you're out of stamina. So you definitely want to watch your stamina count on that. Make sure you're able to break free. Yeah, and the heal is really, really powerful. So if you sit in there for a few seconds... She's going to heal up a lot, and everyone in your group's going to be staring at you like, come on, dog. Come on. Yep, especially on the hard man. So, yeah, and then we've got, you know, the sets. Yeah. So the first up, you have the monster set. It is Ice Heart. This one will give you spell crit on the one piece. 
And then the second piece is when you deal crit damage, you have a 20% chance to gain a damage shield that absorbs 5,000 damage for 6 seconds. While the damage shield holds, you deal 500 frost damage to all enemies with a 5 meter use every 1 second. And then this effect can occur once every 6 seconds. So this set has recently got it nerfed from uh, the Greymore patch, or not the Greymore patch. This set has recently gotten a nerf from the Harrowstorm patch. And people were not too happy with that. Because they liked how overpowered that that shield was. Yeah, I think it used to be like 8,000 something. It was really overpowered. The damage also was stronger. So it did get nerfed. Um, People still use it. I mean, people honestly use it mostly to cheese VMA. So does it really need to be that powerful? Probably not. What the set used to do is that it used to give you an 8,600 damage shield for six seconds. And then it also did deal. It also dealt 770 cold damage, which I don't know why they didn't just say frost damage, but it was there was this. It specifically said cold damage, so I don't know if that used to be different or just a different wording for the same thing. Yeah, that is kind of weird, but that is definitely that's a significant shield, 8600. I could tell why they nerfed it. That's way too much for the first set to be giving you. Yeah, probably like more than a year actual shield that you use for the most part yeah it's uh so that's the monster set let's get into some of our normal sets here we have and a lot of these like well we've got three so two out of three i say no 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 but magic of furnace the first one that i would say that to the five piece when you take damage from a melee attack well, you are under 80% Magicka, restore 8,000 Magicka. This effect can occur once every 30 seconds. So here's, um, you know, you got here's one huge requirement. Got to be under 80% Magicka. Here's another huge requirement. You got to take damage. Not only do you got to take damage, but it's got to be from a melee attack. So as long as you cross those three horrible things that you don't want to be having happen to you off at once then hopefully nothing else bad will happen to you for 30 seconds because this set is not going to help you anymore for the rest of that time no i mean don't get me wrong there are reasons and situations to use every set and i'm sure that someone can totally make this work um I will never make it work. I'll never have the will to make it work. I don't like this set at all. Maybe, okay, okay, okay. Hear me out. Maybe if it was under 50% Magicka. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because if you get a, like a 75% proc, that's just, you're wasting most of that Magicka that you would have gained because you can't get, you know, more than your max amount. And if they're having it at something like 80%, it should be bigger than 8K. Like, it should be like 15K. I mean, think about it. If you're running this set, you probably have a pretty large magic pool. So if you have 40K magic, 8K is not the biggest deal when you're under 80% already. That's like two spells. So, I mean, yeah, like, I, I just, I don't think this set is viable in its current form i'll say that much 
Yeah, I think it should be like under 50% or under 40% for sure. Yeah. But this next one is pretty awesome. Why don't you lay it out for him, dog? All right. So the next set is the Draugr Hawk, also known as Hawking Draugr. And this one will give you max Sam, more max Sam, even more max Sam, and get this, even more max Sam. So much Sam. Yep. So uh, you get about 5.8 max stamina total. So it's a pretty sought after set because it gives you just a lot of stamina, which also, you know, inadvertently buffs your weapon damage. So, you know, more stamina means more skills you can use and higher weapon damage. Pretty solid. That's why I like Crafty Alfique. Yeah, I was going to say very similar to Crafty Alfique or Necropotens and uh, Stamina version of that. And it is an awesome stamina set. And like Doc said, more stamina you have, more weapon damage. And so I've run Hulking Dragger and Bone Pirates, and it is just, it's so awesome having that much mad. So awesome having that much stamina. It is really just amazing. And yeah. You don't hit probably as hard as you like to when you run two sustained sets. But man, having so much stamina is so awesome. But yeah, there's all kinds of ways to mix uh, Hook and Dragger into your builds. If you're looking for more sustain, it's just a great set to go after. So I'd say that's probably the best one out of this dungeon, the one most sought after for. Probably the only reason you will see people like farming this dungeon. And uh, the... There is one more, though, another furnace. And anytime you see furnace in the name of the set, you could pretty much trash it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So the five piece ice furnace heavy set. When you deal damage with a frost damage ability, you have a 50% chance to to deal an additional 1,000. 644 flame damage to all enemies within 8 meters around the initial target. This effect can occur once every second. So... Yeah. I mean... It's probably thinking in the lines of like a tank maybe that's like has a frost staff. Using the black bar elements, yeah, and uh, just like you know, if you deal damage with a frost damage ability, you have a chance to do flame damage. Like, what a weird thing! Like, did do you think that they made that ability weird like that because it was called Ice Furnace? They're like, we gotta have some kind of icy hot thing going on. <laughs> or do you think they named it Ice Furnace because they had this weird icy hot thing going on? I mean, they probably came named first. Ice Furnace because of the icy hot. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> something, something had to break there, but I don't know. Uh, very random, not enough damage. Uh, 1644 flame damage. It, it is an AoE, so that's nice. And it can occur every second, but 
I just, I, I don't know. It's got to be damage with a frost damage ability. So like Dog said, if you throw down that wall of elements with the frost staff, that lasts eight seconds. So every second you have a 50% chance of dealing an additional 1600 flame damage. You know, I mean, there are, there's, because I'm thinking of this specifically in a tank role. Like other, if you think of this outside a tank, it makes no sense. But if you're a tank throwing you with the frost staff back bar, that's a must too. So this is very situational. Again, got to be a tank, got to have that frost staff back bar. And if you are using wall of elements with your frost staff back bar, then I could see if you want to deal extra damage. I could see this possibly being viable. There are other sets that could help you do better and do more damage as a tank and still help your team better but if this is all you got and you want to be a little bit of a hybrid tank hey i could see this working in very certain situations so not a lot of not a lot of tanks use frost ass these days but hey to each their own you can make it work it's just going to take a little bit of extra effort Now that we've gotten through the good old dire frost, we would like to take this little middle portion of our episode to remind you all, yeah, even you over there in the back, I see you, that we are a part of the wildly popular Robots Radio Podcast Network, where you can find not only our show, but many other great shows at robotsradio.net. Go check out all the great shows there, just like this one here. Myth is a podcast about the very soul of humanity. Join me each week as I explore stories from our history, from our mythologies, about what it means to be human. I'm your host, Tom, and Myth is available on every podcatcher anywhere. And if you're familiar with any of my other work, then you might realize that myth is like a lore cast, but for humans. Join me each week on myth. All right. All right. So coming out of that, now we got Volenfell located in Alkir Desert with the one and only Thiraya dogged. Tell him about the good old Volenfell. Alright, so for bosses, we have, uh, you know, they're all pretty easy. Bob has, uh, you know, this one dude summons a golem. If you kill him first, it really should be just over. But in reality, he doesn't just summon a golem. He summons a gargoyle. I don't know what Bob was thinking. And then the final boss has all kind of tactics. The final boss are three Dwarvins and Tyrians. Uh, they have different mechanics. Uh, the right one constantly spins and goes wherever he wants, targeting whoever he wants. The blue one stands one spot and shoots up in the air, and then it'll fall down. And so whoever he targets, then you want to move around. He also will fire at whoever he wants. And then there's the yellow one that can be taunted, but he also redistributes the health between the three bosses. So, yeah. Generally, the tank will pull the yellow to the back corner and 
and then if the DPS and healer goes with them, the red will, you know, kind of eventually run all the way back there, and the blue will just stay in the center and shoot them up in the air. But how we do it is, or if you have a healer and, you know, a tank, you can just gather them all up in that center and just burn them. First of all, okay, gargoyles, golems, pretty sure they're like the same thing. I don't think so. <laughs> well, what's a golem then? I feel like a golem would be kind of like an Anchinok type deal. Not a gargoyle. A gargoyle is specifically a gargoyle. Uh, no, I I feel like I'll I would have to contest that. But this isn't tennis, so we don't contest things. I'm just kidding. I don't know where in the world I'm going right now. I should just stop. So, Probably. yeah. Uh, Quintus, though, still, uh, if you kill him before the gargoyle comes, okay, it should. Don't tell me that you haven't yelled that as we kill him plenty of times, dog. I mean, I think it's funny that, you know, he you kill him and then the gargoyle just comes alive and it's like, hi, I'm here. Stuns you all and then back. you still hear Quintus like yelling from his dead body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was a ghost in uh, what was it, Frostfall? So, yeah, no, no, it's Depths of Malatar. Oh, Depths of Malatar, whatever. They're both ruining and dwarfing. No, yeah, Depths of Malatar, because remember, he's like with the Raya and he's like, ex wife, more like ex life. <laughs> all right, yeah. That's your kind of pun, man. Don't tell me. <laughs> Don't act like that isn't your thing. <laughs> it's a pretty good pun. And it's not even a pun. It's just, you know, a good rhyme that has <laughs> to do with a little bit of a pun. but It's right up your alley, okay? So, you know, just progressing onwards from uh, me and Dog, just, you know, spiraling down rabbit holes. Um, we become more like Tails every week. <laughs> so we have all kinds of set for you guys. Set. We have all kinds of set. We have all kinds of sets for you guys in this dungeon. Of course, a monster set and three others. We have first off Tremor Scale. The monster set gives you max stam one piece. And then it also reads overall for the two piece. When you taunt an enemy, you have a 50% chance to cause a Dune Ripper to burst from the ground beneath them after one second, dealing f- dealing 5,850 physical damage to all enemies within 4 meters and have their physical resistance reduced by 2,395 for 8 seconds. This effect can occur every 8 seconds. So it has a hundred percent uptime. It can happen every eight seconds. Uh, the physical resistance is reduced on them. That's always nice, and it gives you max stam with the one piece. So it's really good for uh, stam build. Um, you know there are other things that do more damage, but this is nice that it reduces their physical resistance as well. It's got a pretty good, um, you know proc chance the only thing is it's when you taunt an enemy so you have to have a taunt on your bar so i mean that could be like if you have a sword and board back bar uh could be 
pierced armor, or it could be the undaunted ability, inner fire, inner rage. You know, there's all the morph names. But yeah, so you got to taunt him. That's crummy part, but it could be effective if you use it the right way. So, Dodd, what about the normal sets out of this dungeon? All right, so the light armor is Treasure Hunter. All right, it'll give you max mat, spell crit, more spell crit. Its fifth piece adds 100 spell damage and gain a major prophecy at all times, including increasing spell crit rating. Now, this set may definitely seem like it has a lot of potential, but there are many other ways of getting major prophecy, such as potions, also the Cyrodiil potions, and mages like Skill Light that Pasleys has it on your bar. Or if you're a Templar, you have that uh, Vampire's Bane, which also gives you major prophecy. And it's a damage over time. Yeah, there is all kinds of things. And I remember me and Dog really thought this set would be cool at first. And then we're like, yeah, there's just way too many ways like to get major prophecy. It's unnecessary for you to use a whole five piece buff to get that pretty much in the end is what we're saying here so yeah i don't know it's a good set in theory but uh in practice it's not as effective i'd say yep i agree yeah there's just too many other options but on top of that we also have crusader which is the medium set and it's five piece increases the duration of the dodge chance bonus by 0.3 seconds now this uh just decon it immediately this is trash like time your dodge rolls better if you need a third of a second extra to increase your dodge chance i don't know you were missing out on a better five piece in my opinion Maybe if this is like increase it by a whole second, maybe, but it still seems pointless. I mean, you can make dodge rolls cost less in your champion points. Just make them cost less and do more of them. Like, I don't know. What do you think about Crusader, dog? Crusader? Well, I don't know. I don't really roll dodge, so. Well, that's. You know, I really find it useful. Well, you're missing out if you're not roll dodging people in PvP, man. No, I kind of just tank it and heal, you know. Freaking healers. So what about the heavy set, dog? <laughs> All right, so the heavy set is Dune for Scales. This one is while you are blocking, your physical and spell resistance is increased by 5300. But if you think this is good and you're interested in that, then I suggest that you just use Grave Guardian. It gives you 900 less uh, physical and spell resistance, but it applies to your new ride group members as well. So, pretty much like the same type deal of giving you resistances, but gives you in your group and just a little bit less. But yeah, that is Volinfo, one of the and when they're earlier on dungeons, it, it could be doable on vet. Definitely, you can rip through it on normal. Me and Dog farm that thing on normal all kinds of times so 
Let's hop into our last one here. Tempest Island. Another uh another long gin, as Universal says there. Um it's one of the longer ones, takes you on another little adventure up the mountain there on the island. Uh over there on Malval Tour. So dog, why don't you kick us off on Tempest Island? So it has a quest, like, you know, all dungeons. And the important thing about this quest is that you kill all the lamias on the beach. Because if you leave them alive, that would just be lame. <laughs> oh, my God. Never unmuted from Discord so fast so I could exasperatedly say how horrible that was. <laughs> That's all right. And then for bosses, we have Stormfist, and he knocks you up in the air. But don't worry, it really doesn't it. It really doesn't do much damage, so you'll be fine. But it's fun. Yeah, if you're into that sort of thing. But uh, dude, who isn't getting? Who isn't into getting thrown into the air by a huge storm astronaut? So what about for Storm or even Nadir, dog? All right, so for her, you're going to want to roll dodge away as soon as she starts charging up the AoE, because as soon as it's ready to go off, then it'll blow up, and it'll be a one-shot of death. Yeah. And then also the annoying part for this boss is after she does that part where you have to get away from her, you want to go right back to her, because if you're too far away from the boss, she'll turn around and stab you in the throat, and you'll die. And if you think that's fun, then just wait for these wind tornadoes. And these will knock you all around the place when you try to back away from the AoE of Circle of Death. And remember, there's no CC immunities from NPCs in PvE. So if you get stuck between three whirlwinds in the AoE Circle of Death, then, well, you're probably dead. Say somebody got stabbed in the throat. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds just (laughs) violent. (laughs) <laughs> it is very because she just lunges at you with her staff <laughs> and it's a one shot so <laughs> stabbed in the throat with a staff like that's not even a sharp edge man that's that's quite the stab when she like sprints at you it's like she charges you feel at- that going in man <laughs> <laughs> like you don't feel much more after because you're dead but jeez that's a, that's a hell of a way to go Alright, so for summary, this boss will want you to stay close to her until you don't want to be close to her, and then spread back to her after running away from her. But running away can be hard because of whirlwinds and lightning swords pushing you all around and zapping you. So pretty much, this is just a pretty shocking boss fight. <laughs> Stormfist is the monster set. And... You may see this one used. This is not the, uh, you know, typical grab and trash base game monster set. This one is more out there. People are using it, you know. Uh, So you got one piece stand recovery and then two piece when you deal damage. You have a 10% chance to create a thunder fist to crush the enemy. Dealing 1,650 shock damage every one second for three seconds to all enemies within four meters 
and a final 8,470 physical damage when the fist closes. This effect can occur once every 8 seconds. So, not necessarily a 100% uptime because you have a 3 second uh, thing happening. And it's a pretty low proc chance, 10% chance every time, but it's every time you deal damage. So you are dealing damage a lot, you know, 10% is a bit low, but it can happen pretty often, you know, depending how much you're putting out damage. Uh, this one, like I said, it's popular 1650 every second for three seconds that you're looking at, you know, about 5,000. Plus this final 8470. So if you create all of them, you could be pushing, you know, you could be pushing around 20k every time it procs. I mean, it's not going to do as much damage as like the full proc of Zon or, you know, uh, probably not going to be as effective as like a uh, full proc of Baylorgs. But. People do use it. I've seen it out there for sure. What do you think about Stormfist, dog? But uh, for Stormfist, um, yeah, I really don't really play Stam classes, except for you know my Stamden, which you know runs the Lord. But yeah, I don't, I don't really use Stam classes. But I think uh, Veladreth or. Uh, Actually, I don't. I don't know because they. I don't know what they did to Veladreth. Veladreth now can only uh like they can only be hit by one of the spores. Well, yeah, that's been like that for a while, but yeah, that's it. I, I know. I don't know if it got nerfed in damage wise too because no. they recently like changed all kinds of monster sets. They did touch it, but it was like very slight numbers. Practically no change. But uh, for PVE, I think I'd still probably run with a uh, Celine's piece, just because I like to see the Celine's proc. Yeah, so actually, Celine's technically now is more efficient than Veladreth if you're getting the hit every time. Yeah. So what about for the normal sets here, dog? What about for Overwhelming Surge, the light set? You will not get me to say your pun's <laughs> down here. <laughs> Alright, so it first gives you Max Magicka, spell damage, more spell damage, and then its fifth piece is when you deal damage with the class ability, you have a 33% chance to surround yourself with a torrent that deals 1040 shock damage to enemies within 8 meters of you every 1 second for 6 seconds. 15% of the damage you deal this way is restored to you as Magicka, and this effect can occur once every this effect can occur every six seconds. So this has a uh, pretty much a hundred percent uptime. Has a decent amount of uh, proc chance, but you have to deal damage with the class ability. And <clears throat> I find this to be an interesting set if you do have a class abil ability spammable. Although the Magicka gain is super low, and it's about a hundred and fifty per second. Which means that you won't be overwhelmed with Magicka from this set. Which is kind of sad. The one thing 
that like when you see in a set when you see in 100 percent uptime you could probably make it work like that's a, a big thing for me and dogged if you guys have listened to the show you definitely know that when we see a crappy uptime it is a huge turnoff for a set so always keep that in mind and always try and work against the meta it's it's really freaking hard because the meta sets are so awesome usually you know but it like the sets where you do your own and really like build something cool they're the most rewarding i would say you can at least agree with that right dog right although i really don't like proc sets even though this is a good proc chance i just I just have a, I just have lots of bad luck when it comes to prop chains. So that's true. That's true. And some people are like that. It happens. So as far as the light set goes, that is going to be that. And now we have the medium set storm master. It's five piece reads. When you deal critical damage with a fully charged, heavy attack or overload, your light attacks will also deal 1,605 shock damage for 20 seconds. So, yeah. Kind of weird that you'll be doing extra magic-based damage on your uh, medium, you know, stamina-based set here. And when you deal critical damage, your light... So, I mean... It's pretty much tuned for sorks. Like, it's like if you're a stam sork running, you know, heavy attacks or overload, then you're also going to deal some extra shock damage. And it seems a little bit pointless to me. I don't know. Maybe people make it work. I've never seen anyone run this set. So, looks like a, uh, a decon set to me. What about the heavy set jolting arms, dog? Alright, so this set, whenever you block an attack, you have a 50% chance to charge your arms, causing your next bash ability to deal an additional 6k damage and increase your physical and spell resistance by 4600 for 6 seconds. Now, Bob, don't bash on this set too much, but it is pretty trash. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's about as bad as that pun was. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm really not. But uh, I don't know, man. A lot of the dungeons we went through tonight, they're kind of like a one set, you know, thing. Not all the sets. Not one of these dungeons was one where they knocked it out of the park with all the sets. Yep. But my puns have definitely knocked him out of the park. Uh, I think that all of our listeners you will agree with me where we want you to step up your game, man. I don't know. My we, want, uh, we want top-tier puns. <laughs> I don't know what I'm expecting, but, you know, uh, we need some Talos puns, you know. But Talos isn't alive yet. That's true. But he's, you know, he's baby. I don't know when he's actually. No, he's not yet. See, I don't see if he's like anyone else, but. 
Uh, he's definitely one thing he definitely isn't is an elf. So, yeah. Um, before we start, you know, making Talos an elf, good gracious, <laughs> let's just uh, get the heck out of here. So we hope you guys enjoyed. Um, uh, once again, three more dungeons down. Um, we tried to give you everything. Uh, all the sets, what you want to keep, what you want to get rid of. All the, you know, the main last bosses, get you through them, all the mechanics for them. And uh, these bosses in particular, you don't got too much uh, on the way to the final bosses. If there is something interesting, we tried to get it in there for you. And uh, yeah, I mean, every monster set we got in here for you. These ones, once again, probably the most popular of these three, I would say, is Storm Fist. Would you say so, dog? Yes. Even though I I know I used to make fun of our friend who used to run it because I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's a different one, that's for sure. But hey man, everyone does their own thing and there's a lot of sets that you can make work in ways that it's awesome to be like, yeah, well, I make this at work and I can take you out. So thank you guys again for listening and hanging out right off the rip here in our little outro. Um, it's been, you know, quite the period for ESO here in growth and new players and everything. And, you know, we are definitely sharing in that awesomeness. We have definitely seen an increase in our uh, listeners and to all you new listeners that have come in with all the uh, ESO excitement in the last month or so here. Thank you guys so much for checking us out and for hanging around. And we hope that we could give you guys some information if you're just getting into the game or if you're coming back to it after a while, or if this is your thing that you play as much as us every day, we hope that you could get just as much out of this podcast. So once again, thank you guys and welcome and dogged. If anyone wants to come hit us up, where can they find us? They can find us on Twitter of at Red Diamond Cast. They can also find us on our Facebook page. Uh, you can find us on our Xbox field of Airs the Red Diamond, which you can join using the Robots Radio Discord found at robotsradio.net. And if you check out our show notes, you can find the link to our merch store and the uh, link to go check out Loot Crate and get a nice. 15% off your uh, first purchase using the code robots radio. So make sure you go use the link in our show notes. That's the one that makes sure that they know we sent you there and it will help support our show for you. Just, you know, buy an awesome swag like you do on a normal day. So there's that and merch store. Same thing. You guys get some awesome red diamond swag. Me and dog feel some kickback from it. and. You know, we just go to bed thinking we're like excellent celebrities because people give us money. I'm just kidding. I kid. But yeah, anything, uh, anything, any way you guys do to support the show means the absolute world to us. There on our show notes, you can also find our music producer and creator who can get you taken care of if you guys got music needs go hit him up uh he's a great 
great guy and an awesome musician, then if you could take the time out of your, you know, your day, your, you know, work day or your time playing ESO, whatever, whenever you guys listen to us, if you could take a second and drop us a review on any of our podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts really means a lot because you could really you could write some words in there, which is awesome. And it helps us get on charts that move our podcast up and get it noticed by more eyes. But on top of that, if all that jazz is just not for you, if you even play ESO and tell some guild members, tell your homies, tell the people that you are running Dragon Star with and they're having a hard time. Hey, I heard of this guide. I heard this. These guys are cool. The Red Diamond Corey, go check this out. Not only does it mean the absolute world to me and Dog that you would even listen to our show and then go recommend it to someone else, it just helps us grow and it helps me and Dog, you know, continue to be able to do this week after week. So thank you guys so much for, you know, helping to support us. And we are giving it right back. I swear, once again, we have our end of the month giveaway. Four crown crates up for grabs. Come hang out, guys. Nightfall crown crates, brand new. Four of them. You can win them. Check them out. Go check us out on Twitter. Dog gave you the handle, Red Diamond Cast. Give us a follow and like our giveaway tweet, and you will be entered to win. Now. We really do appreciate all the support. And you guys are, you know, we urge you guys, come hang out with us. Come hit us up. We are always available to talk Elder Scrolls and all other things. Now, outside of our show, Dogged, where are you chilling on social media? Where are you? I, I don't know. Where? Let's just pretend that I just finished on where are you on social media? All right. Well, first, you know, a little sidebar, but, you know, if someone says that, you know, our podcast is pretty cool, that obviously means that, you know, you they really enjoyed our puns so or my puns, especially the cool ones. They would need at least like four O's, four to five <laughs> O's. If it's just two O's, then I'm not giving it to you. I don't know. Maybe. What if it's three? Three, you know? A three, then it'll be a discussion. <laughs> All right, but you can find me on Xbox, ESO PC, and Twitter, all of at DogBark24. So yeah, you can come play with me. We can go do pirate things, go uh, kill people with guns in GTA, Red Dead, or do stuff in dungeons, like pull the entire dungeon, because that's always fun. It's- pretty much dog's favorite thing and uh if you want to come chill with us on xbox i am there as well bob underscore chachinsky twitter and twitch come hang out guys we're always talking elder scrolls and i'm on elder scrolls pc at the same thing send me a friend request man this has been just another awesome episode i love talking dungeons and especially because we get to talk sets which is just one of my favorite parts of the game so many freaking sets in this game but thank you again for hanging out dog that was uh that was an awesome episode it's always a fun episode when i'm around right of course man what, yeah, you know. my friends. what would you do without them 
I wonder that every single day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So yeah, we hope you guys have a great week and a great freaking mid-year mayhem. Go enter our giveaway. Go slay some people in Cyrodiil and have a great time, guys. Thank you again for listening and we will catch you next week. Yep. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. The hosts at Robots Radio get a lot of questions from people who are interested in starting their own podcasts about how they can start, how they can grow their audiences, how they can create good content, even what microphone to use and what software to use, things like that. Well, we're changing things up at Robots Roundtable to talk and share about the things that we've learned, the things that work and the things that don't. We're sharing with you our actual real world experience. How can you launch a show like the Fallout Lorecast and get as many listeners as we did early on and rock it to the top of the charts on Apple Podcasts? How do you create a show in such a crowded marketplace as it is today, as opposed to 10 years ago? We're getting together every week to share our answers with you. Just look up The Podcast Professor, a Robots Roundtable with the hosts from Robots Radio.